Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna McMorty, and I'm still a medical doctor simultaneously. Toronto pursue a career in acting. You may have noticed this is a special episode this week. It is an audio-only episode. So just as a friendly reminder, if you would like to be a guest on my podcast, you can choose if you want to have video, audio, or both. And Carrie chose audio, and Carrie is awesome. My guest this week is Carrie Nessina. Carrie is an actor, career coach, producer. She is a multi-hyphenate, incredibly talented individual. This episode, oh my gosh. Okay, you know how there are some people who, as soon as you connect with them, you know you're just going to have the best time. This is what it was like with Carrie. And Carrie and I chatted with our videos off But I just knew as soon as she started talking that her and I were going to get along and she would have some incredible stories to tell and just, you know, is packed with practical advice for working actors. And oh my gosh, she did not disappoint. She's incredible. Please enjoy Carrie Nasina. water together there you go i actually also have a gigantic thing of honey beside me so i might start guzzling it like you have the whole bear i love it (laughs) (laughs) the the costco kirkland brand bulk nice necessary (laughs) it makes me feel like i'm a professional voiceover artist (laughs) yes well you are (laughs) well yeah carrie tell me your story you have many hats in this entertainment industry tell me how you got started Yes, yes. Lots of hats, lots of costumes. (laughs) I've been an actor my whole life, so I am not necessarily the typical second act actor. I'm more of a first act actor, but have evolved into being a multi-hyphenate where I also became a producer and a business coach for actors. So that was you know, evolved naturally from just being around thousands of actors my whole life and always being, seeming to be the go-to girl where people would ask questions. And that became a realization that, okay, well, obviously I'm also meant to help my fellow artists. So now I also coach and help people with their IMDb and their press and their marketing and their online presence and you name it. Lots of lots of stuff. Basically the business side of the business. But acting since I was a little kid, really. So did you do the traditional route of theater kid in high school, theater mm-hmm. school, and then acting? Yeah, yeah. I actually started around, say, five And we, every Saturday was go to do a play. We had a children's theater where I grew up. And so I would go and be something ridiculous, like a broom one time, a bee, a bunny. You know, I'd go and act on Saturday mornings and it was the best thing ever. And then after performing, I would then go off to my acting classes and pretty much every Saturday for as long as I can remember, was a was an acting day. And that then grew into getting anything that I could. You know, when I grew up to be a teenager, I was auditioning all the time and going to training all the time and anything I could get my hands on, really. Um, and in a smaller market, that's not always the easiest thing to do, especially back in the day. Now, it's so exciting because you can be an actor from anywhere, just from your computer. It's a whole different ball game. And man, if I had a time machine, if I could have done what is available now back then, forget about it, you know. But yeah, so basically, after graduating from high school, I went off to New York, trained professionally. And then also now I'm an LA girl. So I've been here many, many, many moons. (laughs) 
and became a producer because I believe that every actor should produce their own content in some way or another. It makes you a better artist. It makes you a better business person. And it helps you create the things that maybe are not always so easy to get cast as. So when we start to take control over our careers, we start to open up just so many doors. And I think that when you do come from a theater background or a training background, which most actors do, you know, they start in acting class or they start on the stage. A lot of people then want to go to TV and film, like maybe that's their main goal, but there's just very little training out there about how to do that transition and how to actually make money at it and how to actually make a career out of it. You know, there's there people will tell you maybe how to get an agent or how to get a headshot or things like that, but those are really just the basics. That has very little to do with how to make money as a person that is labeled actor, you know? So that's that's usually where I come in and help them really get in front of the right people that can actually hire them. That's that's so important. I have a I have a thing. I always say they cannot hire you if they don't know you exist. And it sounds like a bumper sticker, right? It sounds like a t-shirt. But if you really take that in and say, "Oh, okay. I want to be on such and such TV show, but those people that are casting that TV show or are the bosses or the showrunners on that TV show, they don't know I'm a human. They don't know I'm on earth. So how would I get on that show? Well, guess what? It's then my job to go in and target, let's say that show, everybody involved with that show, make sure that I have the look for that show, the tone, the acting quality. Do I belong in the world of those characters? Those kinds of things are so important. Most of the time we set goals as actors and it's just kind of like, that would be really good and I, that would be fun to do. And it's not really tangible step-by-steps on how to get there. You know what I mean? It's just based on dreams and dreams are awesome and we need to have them, but we need to back it up with action. That's why I love this podcast. <laughs> I love this podcast so much because one of the things that you've given a gift to the world, I think, is that a lot of people are out there that have wanted to act. You know, they've wanted to act. Maybe they've dreamed about it for so long, but they went into a different career where they felt that they couldn't. It, it just seems so unbelievable to be an actor to so many people, but maybe that's where their real dream is, where their real heart is, where their real passion is. And I believe that it's never too late. It's really never too late. I've had clients that started in their seventies and kicked ass, have done great, have done amazing, you know? So why, why hold that back if like you've secretly been wanting to be on stage or secretly been wanting to be on camera your whole life? Be a second act actor because there's there's so much joy in it. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? You can be a dentist and then go do community theater on the weekends. You can have the best of both worlds if you want to, if that's your jam, you know? If you want to do nothing but acting, then you can do that too but you have to be smart and strategic. You know, one of the things I love about my second act actors, because I've helped, I have a lot of actor clients on my roster that are, you know, have been doctors, nurses, military, um, executives, homemakers, right? Who took 20 years off to raise kids and now it's their time. That's great. Love it. It's never too late. Um, I've had, I have a former CSI guy, you know, and what's a, a, a former IRS agent, you know what I mean? So when you have these analytical jobs that, or corporate jobs that you're trained to be a certain way, we don't want to neglect the other side of you that is creative and crazy and 
and fun and wants to, you know, dress up. We're on Halloween while we're recording this, right? We want to dress up for a living. Everybody else only gets to do it one time a year, right? <laughs> but, um, but you get to be a big kid is what you get to be when you're an actor. And how wonderful is that? How great is that? And I think it's, you know, I think it's also a well life, uh, a life well served because it's, you do get to help people in a weird way. You get to help people laugh and escape and cry and have fun and all that, you know, it's actually rather noble in a, in a fun, silly way. It's interesting because one of the things I know I have struggled with and a lot of people who are second act actors struggle with is the idea of contribution to society, but also the privilege to be switching. Like the big thing I know I've had the discussion with my therapist is, you know, like as an actor, like what am I doing to make society better? Because I come at this from a position of immense privilege, I should be using Mm -hmm. my privilege to better society. And in, you know, socially as a doctor, I do that, right? Like that is what the world believes. And now like basically how dare I go into something like frivolous acting? And my therapist was like, um, I'm pretty (laughs) sure acting and creativity is the only way society makes empathy and builds a history. Mm, that's and beautiful. That just, it was beautiful. It just rocked me. And I love what you just said about it feeling noble, right? I think there is such a guilt associated with, I am now doing something for myself. Yeah. But what, like what nobility can you bring to a, culture and a history like uh, your storytelling that's how a history gets built is by sharing that's exactly that's the only way history only gets way. passed down right <laughs> we started yeah. telling stories around the fire you know and now we just happen to tell them on a little tiny box that everybody carries around <laughs> in their pocket <laughs> but yeah. it's i'm so glad that you've had that journey because yeah you i mean you kind of can't have a more important job than saving lives like you do, you know, but it's, it's a different form. It's a different form because you hear all the time where people say, Oh my God, you know, I was about to kill myself. And then I watched this one movie or this, let's say someone comes out of the closet and they, they're a little kid in a small town who never thought that they could do that. But then they saw a movie that, told them oh you're not the only one or maybe it's just you saw an inspiring tv show and you're like okay I need to sing and dance you know whatever (laughs) you know and guess what it's okay also if we have to call it or if we have to label it being selfish screw it who cares you're allowed to enjoy your life You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to go after your dreams, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. I think so much of society makes us look at suffering and, Mm -hmm. you know, hustle and all that stuff as being like the the epitome, like the aspiration, which, and I mean, so much of what I've learned over these last two years in the pandemic is about, you know, burnout and everything like that. And like, why Mm. do we as a society just reward this so much? And again, like, why do I feel so much guilt for doing something for myself? Oh, it's because that's what we've been raised in. It's uh, fascinating. And I say fascinating, joyful way. It's a fascinating mindset that we've kind of dug ourselves into, dug our heels in. Wouldn't it be interesting if we just chose to allow it, the work, to not be a struggle? If we just said, guess what? Yes, I'm frustrated by my 15th audition this month that I didn't book. Or I'm frustrated that I got a flat tire on the way to my audition in the rain. 
or um or gee acting wasn't what I thought it was going to be it's a thousand times harder what if we just also released that and said what if I just go back to the joy of what brought me to it in the first place and just decided maybe that doesn't have to be such a horrible feeling behind all that maybe hearing the word no could be a positive thing Maybe getting what we call as rejection, maybe that's just another step towards the next yes in the yes next booking. Why does it all have to be yucky? Right? It doesn't have to be. You know, happiness, I believe, is is a choice. It's not a result. Um, Joy, very often, can just be a decision. You have people in the worst circumstances on the planet that still seem to be absolutely joyful every day and grateful. That's where that usually comes from. Gratitude is everything, I think. But you also have people that are rich, famous, skinny, fabulous, have every single thing that you think that that anyone could want, and they're absolutely miserable. So how does that happen, too? Right? That's actually, for your listeners who are contemplating being an actor, also, I would say one thing that can help transition into being an artist, if you're at the beginning of that, is is to really get um, a sound group of support, for one. And you have to know that there are going to be struggles. It's not what it looks like on Entertainment Tonight. So I know on the surface, when people say they're going to be an actor, they think, oh, I know, I'm going to work really hard. And what I think that translates to a lot of time is I'm going to get headshots and go on a lot of auditions and take acting classes. Again, that's just the baby beginning. That's elementary school in the world of acting. So getting an overview of what it really takes to do it on a day-to-day basis and make a living at it, or, you know, maybe that's not everyone's goal, but if that is the goal, then understanding what you're getting into and having a stable base. What's great about being a second act actor is that you usually have skills that other actors might not, meaning you're a doctor, you know how to work your ass off. You know how to just even getting through medical school is unbelievably amazing, right? That's like, how did that even, I mean, day after day after day of studying and passing and go, you know, that's insane, right? So if you can do that, then of course, you can, you can go and do auditions, you can go and produce your own podcast in this example. (laughs) Everything takes work, right? The podcast takes work. (laughs) Um, But how fabulous is that? Because you've met so many wonderful people. It's amazing. And you chose to bring something amazing into the world that it, it helps you. It helps your listeners. It helps the people that come onto your show. That has so much value. That has so much value, and it lives beyond the moment of us chatting. Mm-hmm. So it's, it has residual positive results. I'm a words of affirmation love language, and oh, now I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask from, I have a couple things that I, from what you were first talking about, I want to definitely circle back to about, and it kind of, I'm going to kind of see if I can merge two questions into one. Sure. Um, my main question is you talked about like elementary school level of actor, right? <laughs> How do you get from, and it's funny, I had, a, I had another second act actor we were talking a couple days ago and he was like, you know how many actors there are out there who aren't really actors, they just have pretty headshots and they just yeah. think that they're actors because they got pretty headshots. I'm like, oh yeah, guilty of that, right? <laughs> so that's the elementary school level. Yeah. My next, my question is, how do you graduate up to like high school and beyond as an actor? Like, what steps are there? 
But I'm also curious about, like you had mentioned the specificity that actors need to have, right? Looking at what you can be cast as. Like, is that part of the graduation process? Is really honing in? Yeah, that's part of where our branding, marketing press comes in. Again, they can't hire you if they don't know you exist. And they won't hire you if you don't fit the product that they're looking for. Okay, so... So many actors want to internalize the rejection when it's really once you just get a peace of mind about that. We I know we don't want to be a product, but we are when it comes to making a movie or TV show that is the purpose for many people is for that TV show to make money. Okay, if we can just make a little bit of peace with that and say, okay, what if I just instead learn how to play that game? Okay. What if I learned that if I can look like what, what TV thinks a doctor looks like, let's just use that as an example, because there's a lot of great medical shows, right? (laughs) Isn't that funny? I play a lot of doctors and nurses. I'm like, why? It's weird, right? So I'm okay with it. (laughs) But they have a certain thing that like, okay, if you want to be, if you play a tough guy and then you can probably work a lot on one hour drama cop shows and there's a ton of action films out there or military films or things like that, that every, every show needs a tough guy, you know? So if you become really clear on your headshots what you're focusing on on your IMDb, on your social media, on your just marketing tools in general, the easier it is for casting and producers and directors and whoever to know where you fit in the industry, the easier it is for you to book. That's why you do some sometimes see people out of the gate just start booking when they don't even know what they're doing yet right, is because sometimes their product is just, a, you know, if you put it on a shelf at a, at a Walmart, it would sell, okay? Now, some of us aren't that lucky product-wise, right? Some of us are a weird product or a product that doesn't fit the mold or whatever. And so then the game becomes being aware of that, okay, maybe I don't look like what everybody thinks a mom looks like. Or uh, maybe I don't look like... Or everybody's obsessed with being gorgeous, right? In Hollywood especially. But guess what? Only a few handful of people are going to be that A-level gorgeous male or female lead. We all want to be the Angelina Jolies and the Brad Pitts, but very few of us are. So if you can make peace with maybe you are the instead the best friend or maybe you are instead the wacky neighbor or the funny guy who says the one line while holding a beer or whatever. If you know your thing, where your where your area of genius is, then you can work all the time. Um, as far as the the ref my metaphor, I guess, for kindergarten <laughs> is the reason I bring that up is because a lot of actors really do. They get a headshot, get an acting class, get an agent, and then they sit around going, what's next? Right. And again, that's just the beginning. An agent is not going to make your career 99.999% of the time. We wish it would be that way. It's, it's, touted that way on we see those stories of oh my agent discovered me at a mall and now I'm super famous right but that is just not how it happens usually you get an agent and then you just have an agent and that's great now you have one little more piece of the puzzle you have one more person on your team but you still do all the work right um getting that idea of, okay, if it's really going to happen, then it's going to be because I make it happen. Not because someone gives me money, not because 
I get a great agent or manager, not because someone discovers me or because I book that one role. That does happen every once in a while, but that's not usually how it happens. Usually it's little baby steps, progress, 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 fall back a little bit, progress, progress, fall back a little bit, fall, you know, and it's very windy road. It's not just up, up, up for most people. Um, so we have to take care of our mental health. We have to know that, uh, if you have addiction, it's probably going to be magnified if you're an actor. If you have insecurities, it's definitely going to be magnified as an actor. If you have a lot of hidden anger in your life, it's going to be magnified. So take care of that stuff because the acting career will not solve those problems. They will only enhance them. Hmm. Okay? It's not, it's not a panacea. It's not going to solve all the things and make you happy and make you loved and all that, that a lot of actors are hoping for. It's a career like any other career. And that's why the second act actors, I love it because again, you have skills like you, you know how to not, not to be, um, I don't want anybody to think that you have to be a workaholic, but you know how to, when you come from the corporate world or the military, or if you're a doctor, or if you're a lot of types of jobs will have structure that acting doesn't, will have financial security that acting doesn't. And, but if you can take those things from, let's call it the day job, right, and bring it into the acting, you're actually a lot further ahead than a good portion of the acting world. It, I have a, I have a um, a guy that came from the corporate world. He was very successful in the corporate world, and he retired at fifty to go and join the circus and be an actor. So he did his time, right? He saved up his money. He was smart. He did he w- did excellent work in that part of his life. And his kids are grown, and now it's time for him. And he goes for it full force, one thousand percent. And jumps in, in the deep end with both feet and doesn't deal with any of those yucky insecurity things of, am I good enough? Or is it too late? Or anything like that. He just says, this is what I want. So I'm going after it 100%. And because of that, I love working with him. He's, he's my friend now. But because of that, he has had an extraordinary career within just a couple of years. And anybody can do that. That's just, it's, that's so inspiring to hear. And I think the biggest thing that I worry about with just like myself and, you know, anyone coming into this career is it can be really overwhelming Mm -hmm. with the amount of advice that is out there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And... I think we're a bit sheltered here in Canada because it's such a baby. uh, Hollywood North is very, it's new, right? We're building, we're growing. Mm -hmm. But like the amount of advice that now that like my social media knows that I'm in acting. So now they're just like throwing me this deluge of like people wanting to give me advice from all over the States, LA, stuff like that. I'm like, dear God, how do... I guess, no, what's my question? I was like, like, why should we listen to you, Carrie? Yeah. But honestly, though, right? Like, there's so much advice out there, you know, and it's somebody's telling me one thing about headshots. The next person tells me those headshots are crap. You need to do it this way. This is the photographer you need to use. This is the self-tape studio. Like, Lord, it is so overwhelming. And when you want to be all things to all people, when you start out as an actor, because guilty, you, you want to you're yeah. not sp- specific initially, how do you wade through this to become specific? <laughs> what a great question. Well, first of all, you anybody will probably have to go through a little bit of overwhelm just to discover how big this industry is and how big this career is, right? Um, I'll give you an example. I used to work at an acting school where 
uh, there would be casting directors teaching classes all the time. And you would have, let's say you do 20 classes. Well, you have 20 different opinions. One person hates you. One person loves you. One person thinks that you don't know what you're doing. One person thinks you're the best actor that ever lived, right? And then same thing with headshots. (laughs) You'll have, oh, this isn't right. This doesn't look like you. This is a great headshot. So when it comes to that, at the end of the day, you are going to have to use your own judgment. <laughs> take take the noise, take the <laughs> the chaos. Learn what you want from each person or expert or friend or whatever, and then leave the rest. Because at the end of the day, you're the only one that will be with you through this whole thing. Even if you have the best agent in the world, the best coach in the world, we still are with ourselves, <laughs> right? So um, you'll have colleagues, friends, co-stars, you know, sometimes you have your best friends with someone in a movie for like a month, and then you never see them again until a reunion like 12 years later, you know? And so you do have to have a certain kind of mental strength where you're like, okay, I value that person's opinion or, Ooh, that was a really good piece of advice. I'm going to take that and run with that. And then, you know what? I don't think that casting director knows what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Sometimes you even have people in, in big positions where you're like, that doesn't ring true with me. I think that that person is jaded. Or that person has a chip on their shoulder, or maybe they have ulterior motives or something. Um, Or maybe that's, they really truly are trying to give you good information and they just don't know what they're talking about. That happens all the time in Hollywood. (laughs) People who even look really shiny and fabulous and maybe they have awards and all kinds of things, but, but at the end of the day, they're a mess if you get to know them. So you have to have a certain level of trust in your own instincts and know that, okay, if I hear 20 different opinions, I'll take the good, leave the bad, and then run with what I think really works for me. Because at the end of the day, you have to also just be yourself instead of trying to make it. I love what you said about we're always trying to make people happy, right? A lot of actors are people pleasers Mm -hmm. and we want to do it all. We want to be it all. We want to be the chameleon actor who can play anything. But I think that that can happen more in the world of stage. But if it comes to booking a lot on, let's say, television, TV moves so quickly that you usually just need to be what, the, you know, what they're looking for is they're going to hire you and you're maybe on set the next day. So there's not time for a lot of character exploration or rehearsal. What's rehearsal, right? Um, You know, rehearsal is here's your mark, find your light, say your line. Thanks. Next. We're on to the next scene. And say your line like this. I'm going to say it. Just repeat it. Thank you, parrot. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, parrot. (laughs) Um, but that is such a good question because it's so overwhelming when you, when you hear so many people saying so many things, you know, and you're like, how can there be 50 ways to do an acting resume? Why, why am I still working on typing out my acting resume 40 years in this business is because everybody has an opinion, right? So at the end of the day, you're going to have to trust yourself. I was thinking just about the chaos that has been self-tapes and how this just like <laughs> yeah. opened, opened the door for more opinions from opinionated people. And I remember when I was first starting out, it was like, okay, what color should my backdrop be? And something as simple as that, I got 20 different opinions saying, this is right, this is wrong, this casting director only likes this backdrop. If you use this backdrop, the casting director won't hire you. And in the end, I was like, that is just... Oh, oh, like how when you're seeking advice and seeking knowledge, 
especially from a first act career where there isn't really opinions in medicine. Yeah, sure, there are. Like, oh, I do this maneuver on the knee this way. But, like, the most part, like, medicine, you can't have opinions, right? Like, it's either, like, yes or no, you know, in- infected or not. Like, you can't really have an opinion about it. And isn't that sort of comforting? Exactly. Well, that's control, right? And then it's like, that, there's control there. There's an algorithm. There's a pattern. There's a stepwise approach to success. And once you get to the top of the staircase, success, you're a doctor. Hooray. Where, yes. like, acting, no. Nope. It's just, let's just throw all of it out of the window. And, yeah, sure, person A can get discovered at a mall and become famous. Person B will never become famous. But yes. it takes acting classes for 20 years. Like, it's just, it's chaos. It's crazy. It truly is crazy. And we're kind of crazy to want to be actors, right? Yeah. But guess what? If you if you decide, okay, I'm a Looney Tune and I'm going to I'm going to just enjoy it anyway, then then you have a shot. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, I know it's crazy. I know the business is not fair. I know it is a business. Most people that never even touch that. Mm-hmm. It's a business. <laughs> It's not a let's put on a tutu and dance around and 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 throw glitter at each other. Okay, it's a business. <laughs> um so that is one of the biggest things is say, okay, how do I live in this business and make it work for me? Um when it comes to the craft side of things, I do think it's also important to most of the time you're going to get hired to play yourself. Hmm. If it's, if it, at least if it's TV and a lot of film actually, you know, so you have to know who you are. You have to know who you are, what you look like to others outside of your own eyeballs and, um, and what your capabilities are. And guess what? Let's say your capabilities suck. Let's say you're brand new and you're not good. So what? That's where most of us started. Like most people aren't born like a Dakota Fanning who just know how to act at three years old. Most people are not like that. Most people are, you have to learn and grow and become better and work hard and improve and change and evolve and all that. That's that's most people who have success, you know? Um, I think also with trusting people, I think that that's, you have to know that when you're looking for advice, see where the person's heart is for one. I know that sounds kind of hippy dippy, but um, you know, there are people with bad intentions and there are people with good intentions. So that's part of that formula. Um, also make sure that they've had experience. Like you don't want to be listening to your aunt at the family reunion who says, Oh, you should just go and be on that one show. Cause they don't know anything. Go and tell them you want to audition for them. <laughs> That's, but there's a lot of that, right? We're coming, you know, the holidays, everybody, every actor goes through that. So have you done anything I've seen you in? You know, <laughs> they're like, probably not, but I've done a thousand jobs, <laughs> but you haven't seen any of them, you know? Um, yeah. So, so make sure though, when you're looking for expert opinions that you're, I think going with someone that has been in the business a long time, just because, you know, that helps because you've seen the trends, you've seen the patterns, you've seen things come and go, you've seen a million people quit acting and a million new people start acting in that cycle. And you see, oh, why is my friend from 20 years ago still acting? And why maybe did that most talented person in my acting school never do anything with it? Hmm. You know, that's when you're in the business a long time, that really does help. And you have, information that other people don't have, you know, and an outlook that people, other people don't have. Um, I don't know if I answered that question. (laughs) You know, the, the cycle of that, right? Like there's always new people coming in, but there's also like the atrophy rate is so, is so high. 
And mm-hmm. I remember my agent that I, when I signed with a new agent, I was pretty, you know, upfront with her being like, I know I'm not really in a castable category these days, right? White late 30s female is not something that gets cast a lot these days in and that is a wonderful thing to see right we were talking about storytelling at the beginning Mm -hmm. right like this whole I hate to use the word trend it's not a trend hopefully but like having diversity on the screen like we need to tell these stories but I'm like I understand that there's a bajillion of me in the acting world you know I understand if you weren't too keen on signing me she's like no 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 janet like yeah you're right but if you can just stick it out then and you know build from here and continue to take classes and enjoy it the amount of people in your category who just drop out of the industry because they're so jaded and they just can't can't handle it anymore they don't want to do it anymore she's like then you've got like no competition per se that's the thing that's the thing I love that advice because you really, as much competition as you feel you have, you really don't have any competition. Again, I know it sounds unbelievable, but your real competition is just yourself. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if you can show up as your true self without all the BS, without all the, the trying to look at the script and trying to be what you think that they want... If you show up as the original version of you, you will stand out because nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's trying to be the f- whatever, the sparkly version that they think the casting or the produce production wants or whatever. And so they're giving even just on a craft level, on a on a performance level they're giving mundane performances where you come sometimes you'll see in an audition you'll see some weirdo come in and be so authentic and you're like what is that I didn't even know that that role could be that way and yeah that's the we're going we're going for this weird thing or let's say they're really not right for the role at least they make an impression and they might be right for the thing that they're casting in eight months instead but they were authentically themselves so then it becomes easier to cast them or maybe try to find them a role that is the right match that's why you hear casting directors that love actors sometimes they'll bring in a certain actor over and over and over and over again on the same show because it just didn't hit but they're really trying to find the right fit and then one day it hits Maybe it's two years later of auditioning for the same show, but some, then it hits because the, the core was there. The talent was there. The skill was there. It's just it wasn't the right script meeting the right actor at that point. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that. It's like, okay, that wasn't my gig. Fine. Oh, well, the next one will be or the next... 50th one will be <laughs> you know we don't know that's the thing we don't know when it's gonna be we don't know and I think that's where um going back to what you were saying about producing our own work so yes. I didn't even think that would be a thing to do because I was like that's exhausting I don't want to do that I just want to be an actor um, yes but I've started producing and helping with production of a show and then uh, that also means I'm helping cast the show. And so now I'm being put yes. in the position of casting director. Isn't it great? Oh my gosh. It was the biggest naive <laughs> eye opener. And I know it sounds super dramatic when I say this. No, it's so true. <laughs> oh my, I, I have so much. Re- I had respect for casting directors before, obviously. But yes. now being in that position, watching self tapes and being like, Oh, I'm doing everything that casting directors say that they do, and actors don't believe it. Yes. Right? For some reason, I'm like, I snap, knew immediately who I wanted for the character, right? Immediate. <laughs> but then, yeah, I would say, oh, this guy's great. I'm going to keep him in mind for XYZ character down the road. And I was like, oh right. my gosh, I'm doing all the things that the casting directors say they do, but actors don't believe it. <laughs> it's crazy. 
oh my gosh, it's such an education, right? (laughs) Yes, please try if you can to be a reader or cast your own projects or be a cast, you know, go and be an assistant or a volunteer at a casting house because you start to see, oh, wait, okay, this really doesn't have anything to do with me. They just have a job. They just have a position to fill. And you see, (laughs) I don't know if you're experiencing this, but I imagine you are. When someone walks in the door, you're like, nope, they haven't even opened their mouth yet. And they're like, they didn't get it. It's before you even start your first word. Which is so hard because you know how much effort these beautiful, incredible actors put into their audition. Yes. And you're like, I'm sorry, but I'm not even going to watch it. Oh, gosh. I know. It's 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 heartbreaking, but inspiring at the same time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because if you can get that little click in the brain that says, oh, okay, I get it. This is a numbers game. This is a this is a this is a building relationships game. This is a be good to people and do good work. And then eventually it pays off game. It's not going to happen right away for most people, you know? So the more relationships you build, the better reputation that you have as an artist, as a business person, as a friend, as a whatever, all of that adds up. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I've worked for quite a few casting directors and I've done a lot of casting myself and it just is a different thing. It is a Mm -hmm. different thing when you're like, I thought I knew what they did, but when you see person after person come in the door or even on a self tape and you're like, self tapes are so interesting because you might only look at two seconds and you know that that person isn't right for the role. And then you decide, okay, as a courtesy, I'll give them 10 seconds just to see if they can act. Oh, they can. Okay. Let's, let's mentally remember that person but I'm not going to watch anymore because they're not right for this and I have to move on because I have a job to do right oh my goodness gracious I know it's it's exciting and frustrating and and heartbreaking and wonderful all in all in one all the things all the things can you take me through so an actor reaches out to you to work Mm -hmm. with you what is kind of the first steps that you do together. And yeah, I know I'm, you do a lot, there's lots of things, but yeah, take me through kind of your process. I usually, unless I have special requests for certain things, I usually look at where they're at from what I can see online. Like if they have headshots, resume, demo reel, IMDb, um, you know, actors access, things like that. I'll go and look at what they're working with already. Okay, and that usually gives me a really good gauge of where they're at, what their level is, what they're capable of, um, where their weaknesses are, those kinds of things. And then because I am like the go-to girl for IMDb, I tend to start there if we're talking business marketing, because that affects your Google, that affects if you're doing interviews that usually people go to your IMDb to research you, if someone's considering you for a bigger role, they're usually looking you up on IMDb. Um, it also affects just your general online presence. So that tends to be a very, I'd say like at least 75% of the time we start there because they might not ever have a chance to get help on that particular topic from anybody else because most people don't know how to do that. So, um, but I help them with their marketing, um, sometimes mindset, sometimes goal setting, sometimes day planning, right? Because the average actor probably, if they're waiting tables 40 to 60 hours a week, maybe their acting career is only getting at the most 10 hours a week realistically like maybe they have one audition and one acting class and then maybe one something else okay now 10 hours a week is does not a career make right it just 
it, it, it just doesn't. And it's, it's hard to show that, but if you're competing against someone who's putting in 60 hours a week, then that person, if they're doing the exact same thing, is just going to probably be moving at a faster pace, you know? Um, also mindset is absolutely everything. So it, I can have actor A and actor B do the exact same task and one will thrive and one might stumble, right? So we have to course correct because every human is different. Every actor is different. So I work with every actor like they're the beautiful individual that they are because we all need support and nurturing and a little bit of ass kicking and structure and steps. And there's always more to do, which I look at that as a good thing. Some people might look at it as, ah, I need a nap, right? You know, (laughs) but I think that that's one of the most exciting parts about what we do is that it's always new. It's always exciting you know, I've been in in this my whole life and I learn new things every day because I seek out new knowledge. And, you know, giving that to actors excites me to no end because I get to see, oh, they did that thing and they got their next agent. Oh, they did that thing and they booked that role. Or, oh, what we worked on, it, it really worked. And now because of that one strategy, they booked five more acting jobs. That is thrilling. That makes me do cartwheels, even though I don't know how to do cartwheels, you know. But uh, that makes me just get up in the morning, right? Um, so it's different for everybody. But what everybody needs, even the advanced actors come to me. I have actors also, I have clients that you'd probably recognize from TV or they've been on Broadway or, you know, there's they star in, in movies and everything. And when someone is more advanced, at that point, they can have the feeling that maybe they, not that they know it all, but that they've had, they've heard so many opinions over so many years that they feel like they're stuck right? So they don't know what to do next because they feel like as if they've done it all. Then they come to me and they realize there's a million other things they can do that they never even thought of. And they're like, oh my God, I've, you know, I've been in, I've been an actor for 60 years and I never even did that, you know? And it's a whole new world. So that's also really exciting when a career that's been around can be rejuvenated, And all of a sudden new again, and you start to love it again. And you start to like, oh man, I was so deep into the business stuff that I forgot to love what I do. Right? That's very common too. So if anybody's listening that has that right now, where you feel like, oh, is this for me? This is way harder than I thought it was. Just know that that's normal. That's expected. You can expect that you're going to go through times where you're not booking. You can expect that you're going to go through times where you're doubting yourself because you're, guess what, you're human. Okay? So if you just know that and say, oh, okay, I'm just running that pattern, it'll, it'll be gone soon, right? I know I'm in a slump and I will book something next month instead, next year instead sometimes, you know? And it's all okay because I still will survive, right? When you have those kinds of mindsets and those kinds of things in place where you're still loving the work, then the the noise and the frustration and the overwhelm becomes m- much more, it becomes lessened and it also becomes inconsequential. It becomes, if you know that, all those frustrations are just going to happen and oh well, they really don't matter because my dream means more than my fear. My, my career means more than those frustrations. 
the joy that I get when I book or when I perform or when I create is so much more than, oh, I met a person that I was horrible or I had a bad audition or boy, that set was angry. You know, everybody was pissed off on that shoot that day. Those, those things just don't matter because your dream means more. That's so powerful because I think it goes into something that I know I struggle with trying to balance two careers. And I just said the word Mm -hmm. and it's balance, right? You know, trying to figure that out because that has such an impact on my mindset. Sure. Um, Do you have any kind of final words of wisdom on, on that piece specifically for people who are, you know, trying to balance another career and build an acting career, because let's be honest, you know, we need to have an income. We need to provide, you need to have that that stability in order to allow your creativity to be there. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any advice for that? Yeah. I think it's, I think it is important that we talk about financial stability because that's why most actors quit. Mm. It's not because of the yucky feelings it's because they're just exhausted from years of the waiting, the tables that don't really give you much money. It gives you enough to survive. And that's about it mm-hmm. instead of thrive. So if you have a really valuable um, first career, what's great about that is I would get really determined on learning how to save money and how to spend that money wisely on your career right? Because what do we do? As human beings, we make money and most humans will spend as much as they make or more and then go into debt. That's the kind of, I don't know about the Canadian way, but that's the American way. All right. We spend every dime we have to keep up with the Joneses and then put more on debt. So instead, if you live way below your means, way below your means, especially if you have a good income, then you can. You know, so if you're making 100 grand, live on 50. If you're making 500 grand a year, live on 100. And then you can make those dollars really serve your dream. Now, for the actors out there that don't have a great first job, they have a typical actory job <laughs> that doesn't pay very well, then that becomes a different challenge. But either way, you're going to have to find a way to pay the bills that um, that can be balanced with the pursuit, right? So studying money is important. It really is. And nobody wants to do it, right? It's one of those things. Nobody wants to do it. But studying it, learning how to multiply it, learning how to save it, can be a can make a really big difference in the acting. Most actors will say, I don't have the money, and then that's where it just ends. And then that's where the career kind of stalls a lot of the time because they can't invest in studying with the right people or or sometimes like even just getting publicity. You know, publicists are really expensive. (laughs) You know, sometimes that's the right move at a certain level. Sometimes it's absolutely unnecessary. You know, it's throwing money away for some people. So getting smart about that. Um, And time is the other thing, right? Those are the two things, time and money, time and money. So time, if you're working 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week to pay the bills, 80 hours a week for some people, then you have to be realistic about what time is left over. We all have 168 hours per week. So some people squander that time. Some people are magicians with that time. You need to, if you only have 10 hours a week for your acting career, then you have to make those 10 hours count. And sometimes sprinkle in little moments where you're like, okay, I get up in the morning, I have 10 minutes to do my submissions. And then I go off, I I get the kids to school, then I have to go to work. And then on my lunch break, I learn lines. And then after class, I go 
you know, to a, a class, to a networking event, whatever, you make it work. And you make it work, you know. Also, I would say it's really important now. It's We've never had such a great opportunity where you can create straight from your home. Okay. So I think everybody should also have uh, different forms of income. You should be aiming towards getting passive income. Like that's what residuals are, right? You know, you do the commercial one time and then hopefully you get way more than one paycheck for that commercial or that TV show or that movie or whatever, you know? So, but there are jobs that you can start to build that you do the work now and you can reap the rewards for years to come. So I think that that's really smart. Just the thought process of maybe not, not everybody's meant to have a boss. I know I'm not. So I am now an entrepreneur and my own boss. And I wish I did it when I was, I wish I started when I was 10 years old, you know? Um, so that might be the answer for some people. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody's brain works that way. But if it is for you, jump in now so that you can have more financial stability for you to go after your dream. You know, it's, it's a bit of the hard truth that, you know, it's exactly what you're saying before. I mean, this is a business. We need to treat it as such. It deserves the same respect as any other career, both from like our families and people around us, but also for, from ourselves as well too. Yeah. Do you have any final, this has been filled with words of wisdom, but do you have any final <laughs> words of wisdom or advice? One of the most important things to stay in forward motion and to make you feel good about your career is to stay in the mindset of growth. So that often comes with scheduling things. And this is just a tangible little thing is put things on the calendar. Okay. It sounds so simple. It's easy to ignore, but the people that are usually sit around either being depressed or being waiting for their agent to call. I just don't see how a career can happen that way. I just don't get it. I don't see it. So instead if you say, okay, I'm going to go and watch that free class online. I'm going to book that coffee appointment with a friend to strategize. I'm going to, you know, go and volunteer for that casting director or that theater company or the whatever. If you stay in motion, things start to happen. And it doesn't mean busy work. It does not mean busy work and it doesn't mean being a workaholic. It means serving, if we want to call it your inner child, serving that inner artist in you. So you're always doing something that is joyful in your acting career, that is that you get to act. A lot of actors never act. You know, maybe they'll act a couple times a year and wonder why they don't love the business, right? You got to act, right? So guess what? That doesn't happen by just booking. That happens by strategically saying, okay, I got to act or I'm going to, I need my drug. I need my acting drug, right? So guess what? I'm going to go and get in a great class that is supportive and fun and I grow every class. Okay. I'm going to maybe get a group of friends together and every Sunday we do play readings or whatever, whatever. You got to be creative if you are a creative. Okay. So make, absolutely make that happen and put things on the calendar. Once they're on the calendar, they're actually real. If you just say, I have a goal and nobody knows about it and you don't have the first 10 action steps, then it's just going to stay there. It's never really going to happen. You have to make it happen. Okay. And even when you don't know what to do next, do whatever you think you can do next. Right. Sometimes we get bogged down with, I don't want to do it wrong or I want it to be perfect or I want it to I want somebody to tell me what to do. Yes, there's value in having good advice, but at the end of the day, you still have to just move forward. And the people who move forward faster 
are the ones who really get the goodies. <laughs> really. Uh, you got you to move fast and not just live in the mess of the frustration and the overwhelm. That's, that's one of the biggest things I see versus the actor who succeeds and the actor who doesn't. It's, it's the one who keeps on moving forward, no matter what, no matter what. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Carrie, for being my guest this week. Please check out the show notes below for information on how to work with Carrie if you're interested. She's got an incredible site called Actor Transformation. But also go check out the incredibly cool things she is doing in the entertainment industry. Oh, my gosh. She's doing such incredible stuff. She is hilarious. I just watched her comedy reel before recording this. Oh, my gosh. She is a riot. If you couldn't already gather that from listening to this episode, what an incredible human being. Thank you, Carrie. I hope you will all tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye.